0: Welcome to She Wakes Up, a podcast where you are granted permission to rise above your past, crush your fear and self-doubt, and go after the future of your dreams. I know life has taken over and has driven you to a place where you feel lost and scared and you have no idea how you got here. You just feel stuck in your job, relationships, motherhood, all of it. I see you and you're in the right place. I'm your host, Stacey Feeling, and I'm so pumped to have you here. I've been where you are. I was lost in abuse, finances, anxiety, poor health, you name it. I was up and down for years trying to fix myself on the surface. What I found was the real damage in need of fixing came from the inside. And so it was. If this is you, come hang with me. Grab a drinky drink and maybe a pint of some ice cream because we are skipping the small talk and getting right to the juice. Because girl, it's time to wake up. beautiful full circle no matter what it is that you have gone through that trauma piece of being able to allow yourself to take that step back grieve when you need to put this aside until you're ready to revisit it I think is such a beautiful thing and wow what a transformation for not only you but everybody else that's listening to this that has ever had to go through similar yeah.
1: And, you know, just to, to touch on that, you know, the trauma, the initial trauma looks different for all of us. Right. But the thing is, is that when you allow yourself, when you can acknowledge the grief and grieve on your own time, because what I found extremely almost irritating to a point last year was the amount of unsolicited advice that came with this. Right. And so anyone that has been through anything traumatic understands what I'm saying by that. And you have those people that truly mean well, and then you just have those people that just give this unsolicited advice that no one asked for and it's not helpful. And so there were times where I felt pressured to move on or to move along in the grief process. And I wasn't ready to do that yet. And so once I realized like, no, I need to grieve on my own terms. And the grieving process is the process that looks different. And you know, grieving a loss doesn't necessarily mean, you know, losing a child like I did. I mean, you it could be a loss of a job or a loss of a relationship, a loss of stability that came from a relationship, whether that relationship was traumatic or not, right? There's stability that maybe was there that you lost when you walked away from that. The trauma is different but the process of grieving and the process of overcoming that is the same the principles truly are the same and it really for me all comes back to gratitude and there are definitely times where you you will not see it and I'm not here to sugarcoat that time that that dark initial space is dark and dreary and it's lonely and it's scary. But like you said, I knew enough to just acknowledge those feelings so that I could come back when I was ready to find that gratitude and to process what I was not ready to process in the moment. And so that's been very healing for me. Um, and it's been a major part of why I can now share this story with other people. Um, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of strength that, you know, I think most people don't get to have, they don't get to experience. And I just think from your initial practices of the gratitude and the preparedness has really given you a gift to overcome but also share your story and to help other women who have gone through or, or or will go through something very similar to know that it's okay to understand that it's hard and that the grieving process is difficult and there is that darkness for sure but there is that light and for you to share what that looks like you know, I mean, I've, I've experienced grief, but you're right until, you know, for my, my perspective is I was in a toxic relationship abuse for 10 years. That type of grief is different. However, it's principles are very similar. Yeah. But as a parent to understand what it is that you had gone through, no, I, I can't say, I can't compare that type of grief with that. Um, and so I think you sharing your story and just being vulnerable and sharing that with everybody is a conversation that we need to have more of, and it's going to help so many other women that either have gone through this or, you know, are in the middle of this or are going to face this. And for you, you know something that you had said in, you know, I asked the questionnaire when you come on as a guest and you had said, you know, despite all of these things that you were prepared for and that you have this beautiful story and transformation to share is that you still feel some doubt within yourself. You still feel like I don't know if something's missing or, you know, can you want to touch on that a little bit on why you, you just shared this beautiful testimony and you're still human at the end of the day, Jericho. what is it that you feel that after everything you're still in this space of struggle a little bit?
1: Yeah. So it's so funny because even before we started recording, you know, I had told you um, how many interviews I've done and you were like, wait, what? (laughs) And, you know, it's true. I, at the end of the day, um, up until very recently, and I'll say recent as in like the past month. So before the past month, I just felt like, my story wasn't good enough or I felt like, you know, who, who really wants to talk about that? Um, And so I felt like this is kind of too taboo to really bring to light. And the reason why I felt that is because I could not find anything or anyone that was going through this process in real time that was sharing it, right? So there was, I've seen all of the books of the, this happened to me and this is where I am now. Like, look at me, I made it. And so you can make it too, which is also fine. But what I needed was someone to say, look, I'm three steps ahead of you. And the road is rocky as hell. Like this is going to be so hard, but like, take my hand and come with me as we navigate these waters together. And I couldn't find that. And so once I decided I can be that person to say, you know, I'm a few steps ahead of you. Um, take my hand and let's go on this grief journey together because we already feel so alone and we already feel like we're too much it's too much it's too much of a burden one of the worst things that was said to me on numerous occasions last year from people that I truly love from Friends that I've had for two decades from family members, they would say to me, you know, I'm kind of afraid to reach out or to tell you how I'm doing because I'm not doing as bad as you are. And so no one wanted to have a conversation with me or no one wanted to quote unquote, bother me because I was going through such a traumatic experience and they felt like, you know, whatever was happening in their lives was too trivial compared to this mountain of a thing that I was tackling. And so they just, in the, you know, in the name of giving me space, they left me alone. Mm -hmm. and so I was just like I had to literally tell people like no please don't cut the communication line with me like I'm already alone like I already feel so alone and these people who are my closest people you know and not intentionally cut me off thinking that they were giving me space to process and how i internalized that was i'm literally alone and it was terrible it was a terrible feeling Um, and so taking all of that and taking you know the year of 2021 and and all the ups and the downs and everything that happened um i decided about six weeks ago that I was going to be that person that if I could help one woman not feel what I felt last year, that I've completed my mission because if I can help one woman know that she doesn't have to navigate this raging storm by herself, that even though our trauma may be different, that we can still link arms, right? And navigate those waters together because I know what it's like to be completely cut off for good or bad intentions and to be left alone to, you know, with these intrusive thoughts and all of these things happening and i can honestly say that if i didn't have the foundation that i had built in back in 2017 there's a very good chance that i might not even be here having this conversation with you because i faced a lot of dark nights um nighttime is still the worst time for me um There are still, you know, many times that I struggle with, you know, holding jacks because I have such anxiety and PTSD because I was holding Grayson when he died, you know? And so there's all of these things that I, that still go through my mind every day. And had I not had the foundation that I built five years ago, this might not even, you know, be a conversation to be had. And so that's really, truly my mission. So to answer your question 10 minutes later, (laughs) to answer your question, um, I just, I'm on a mission now to share my story with as many women that will listen in hopes to inspire and encourage them to know that, not alone even in the darkest of nights the sun will rise again
0: yeah i'm so glad that you're here to have this conversation and like i had said you know these are hard conversations but i think we're getting better about having these hard conversations and just through the podcast that i have Subscribe to and in my own podcast journey, just stumbling upon women like yourself, and what used to be very taboo, like you said, is now coming forth because we're recognizing that we are, in fact, not alone. And the better support that we have, the more we can link arms. Hopefully, we can not only support one another and be there to uplift in the times when we are at our lowest, but to maybe come to some sort of resolution on minimizing the things that we are having to overcome through this, through raising our voice. And I think that's such a powerful thing. I had two questions for you. And then, um, then we'll kind of close out here. But one thing that you said is, you know, people from the outside just don't really know, and it's not at their fault because they really are looking out for you, but they just are uncomfortable. And don't know how to handle that. And like I said, we need to have these conversations. We need to make these things more aware, but also we need to make the outsiders more aware in how to navigate around the people that we care about when these things happen to them, not isolate them, not make them feel any uncomfortable than they already are. What is something that you would offer to somebody that has somebody close to them going through something very similar, very traumatic experience where they just, They're afraid. They don't really know how to handle it. They tiptoe around that person for fear of hurting them even more. What advice can you offer to them? I would say to that
1: person that your loved one that is grieving is still the same person that needs and deserves your love. And so I think One of the best things that outsiders can do when someone close to them is going through a traumatic experience is to validate that experience. So in my case, um, I asked, almost demanded that people say my son's name because he existed like this was not a figment of my imagination. This isn't, you know, a bad dream that I'm going to one day wake up from. This is reality. And so the reality is that Grayson Jeffrey Hetty was on this earth for 16 days. And so I pretty much demanded that my village, my tribe, say his name and ask me about him because I carried him for nine months and I had 16 days with him on this earth. So you can ask me anything about him, but to just say his name and that seems like such a like trivial request, but to me it was validation. It was the validation that I needed because one you are acknowledging that he existed, and that he does exist. And in that, you are acknowledging that um, I've experienced this trauma. So regardless of if you understand the trauma, or if you understand the magnitude of going through the traumatic experience, that doesn't matter as much as you validating the person's experience
0: yeah and that's a big thing is that we may not understand what that person is going through but that's okay and it's okay to communicate that with that person and say i have no idea how you feel but girl i'm i'm here i'm i have a shoulder. here i have an ear yeah lay it on me. And I may not be able to fully understand I'm present in whatever way that you need me. And I think I have learned that in my own experiences is I don't need to apologize to that person. I just need to say, I'm here. I don't, I don't know what it is that you need from me, but whatever it is, you let me know I'm here. Right. I think that's amazing. That's huge. The other question that I had is what can a woman that has gone through either similar or just any traumatic experience because you had said if I didn't have that foundation, you know, we might not be here and that's heart wrenching, you know, but it's reality. Unfortunately that, you know, some people just don't have that. And when you go through something like this, you don't know. And you can say every day, you know, you can swear up and down. I would never, ever think those thoughts. I would never, ever do that. You don't know that until you've actually gone through that and you've been tested in that situation. And so, to somebody that maybe doesn't have such a solid foundation, what can you offer that woman to help her get to the other side so that she can overcome those thoughts and so that she can be here to have a conversation with somebody you
1: know i'll I'll tell you this just um popped in my head when you said that um, in those sixty five minutes that I was in the waiting room um, of the emergency room, I remember saying, I don't know if it was out loud or in my head, or if it was kind of like a prayer or a plea, but I remember saying, this cannot be how my story ends. And for me, that statement became my battle cry. So in the middle of the night, when I was, you know, battling these intrusive thoughts and, and going through, you know, the lowest of lows, I would literally sometimes scream, this cannot be how my story ends, right? Because I knew, and I felt that I was made for more. So if this was something that I was going through, I just basically made up in my head that the season of reaping the harvest was going to be exponentially better, right? That that lowest of low would not be how my story ended. And so it be so it went from this cannot be happening to me. This can't be how it ends to It evolved to this will not be how my story ends. And so I am a huge, huge believer in affirmations and in mantras. And I truly believe that if you say something enough, that you will start to believe it. And once you believe it, you can become it. And so even though I did not believe it at the time that that was not how my story was going to end, I knew that if I could just trick myself (laughs) into believing that I was going to make it, that I was going to make it. And so my advice would be to use that battle cry um, because like we've said, you know, the trauma is different, but the principles are the same. And so I would go with the mantra, the affirmation that this is not how my story is going to end. And if you could just tell yourself that, um, you know, when I, I, I teach this in some coaching things that I do, but the only way to um, overcome a limiting belief is to use a combating truth. So the limiting belief that I had at that moment was, I'm not going to make it. This, like This is it. This is what's going to take me out. And so to combat that, my truth became, this is not going to be how my story is going to end. And so that would be my advice.
0: No, oh, I love that. And I, I'm a big believer in affirmations myself. I it's taking that limiting belief and rephrasing it. And we have to unlearn so much of what we're taught and those beliefs that we're just reformed growing up. We don't know any different, but then we start to believe it and whether it's, we're telling ourselves these things or other people are telling us these things you hear it enough you do start to believe it and a lot right. of what we remember and what we believe are the negative things you know you're not good enough you're this you're that and so to reframe that and to remind yourself that yeah i can overcome this you know this is not how my story ends yeah i have something more because of this because of this I'm going to do something with this, you know, just like what you're doing, you're sharing your story. You're creating this space for other women who haven't had a space to have these conversations and to have that connection with somebody else that has gone through similar. So because that you have gone through this, you're going to help so many other women navigate that space as well. It's very powerful, Jerrica. And I can't thank you enough. And I, I'm just amazed by your strength and I know that you're going to help so many other women overcome things that they thought that they couldn't overcome too. So where can people find you? Because I know that you're going to get so many people that want to reach out to you and just give you a hug from afar and (laughs) (laughs) um, connect with you. So just let all the listeners know how they can do that.
1: Yeah, so my favorite place to hang out is um, on Instagram. So you can slide into my DMs over there. I am at Jerrica Hetty. So it's just my full name. And that's really where you can find me the most. Um, you know, I have my website, which is dot And yeah, those are really the two places that you can that you can find me. So if you are listening to this and you resonated with any of this, definitely slide into my DMs and let me know. So I would totally appreciate that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I, like I said, I think you're going to get so many followers and just keep sharing your story. It's amazing. You've overcome so much. And I just, I'm honored that you are here with us to share your story and to have that conversation with me. So thank you. And I wish <laughs> you all you the best. Thank you for having me. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Lee we yeah.